Hey guys, welcome to the Keto Warrior Life. Uh, just thought I'd give you a bit of a background information for those that don't know me, those that uh, haven't heard my story before. Just thought I'd give you a quick little uh, rundown on where I've come from, where I'm going to, what the Keto Warrior Life's all about. Uh, for those that don't know me, that have uh, only sort of new into this world um, or into my little circle, my little tribe, um, I, uh, growing up, was always a, a bit of a, uh, a nerd, a bit of a, a weakling. I was always kind of that little kid uh, I was always the you know, I was the last one to, to hit puberty. I was the last one to kind of to grow. Uh, I was always sort of the short kid in the class. I was always the weakling one. You know, I was bullied a lot going through school, all that sort of stuff. Um, it was something that kind of you just learned to deal with back in the the eighties, nineties. It was something that uh, wasn't really talked about much. You know, it was uh, a bit sort of uh, shunned upon if you sort of especially as a guy or a boy growing up. You know. You'd, always sort of looked as weak if you, you came out and spoke about, oh, you know, I don't, don't like this and I don't like that. It was uh, showing any sort of emotion was kind of a, a hard life, not a hard life, but a sort of a tough love sort of attitude toward guys or towards men growing up or boys growing up. Um, it, as I grew older and older, uh, I was always kind of the, the weak one. I remember going out at night in the city when I sort of turned 18 and I'd sort of go out in the city and I always sort of... Um, always kind of looking over my shoulder. I was always a little bit nervous about going out places that I wasn't sure about because, you know, goodness knows if something happened, I wouldn't be, you know, strong enough or skilled enough to, to kind of look after myself or look after my my, my wife now, fiance at the time, girlfriend at the time. Uh, I always sort of uh, had that um, had that feeling that, you know, I wasn't quite good enough as a, as a, as a male, uh, which is a ridiculous thing to think of these days when I look back at it. But at the time, you know, it's it's something that kind of played on my mind that I wasn't really good enough, I wasn't strong enough, I wasn't tough enough to to sort of uh, be the you know the jock, the alpha male, the you know the the, the cool kid at school sort of thing. Um, I suppose that drove me as I got into my teen years. I started looking more into fitness. I remember um, one day at school we were doing a like an athletics carnival thing in our our PE class or gym class, wherever whatever you, you tend to call it at school. Um, I remember we're doing hundred meter sprints and I was always looked at as, you know, the nerd. I was never really, um, never really looked at as sort of someone that'd be athletic or anything like that. Um, I did do a lot of riding growing up. I, I was quite active despite being a, you know, self-confessed nerd. I love my comic books. I grew up collecting trading cards and comic books and that sort of stuff. Um, but I still, I had mates that lived a fair way away and back in the eighties in Australia, you didn't really worry about going for a ride and disappearing for 12 hours and coming back home when you were 10, 12. Um, I'd, I'd ride to mate's house. I'd ride up the shops. I was always very active and down the park and running around and riding a bike and that sort of stuff. So I'd, I was still quite active, even though uh, most of my peers didn't see me as, as such. Um, I remember doing this athletics carnival tests uh, at school and um, we all sort of lined up at the starting line. There was me against, I think it was like four or five other kids. They're all real athletic kids. You know, they were soccer players and they were footy players and they were cricketers and they were, you know, kids doing little A's and doing athletics carnivals and that sort of stuff. And I remember, you know, one of the teachers sitting there, one, two, three, go. Everyone let off and I've just, ah, bugger it. I'm going to give it everything I've got. See what I can do. You know, I didn't think I have a hope in hell of beating these kids. And I remember crossing the finish line at the 100 meter mark and looking back and there was only one kid in front of me yet there was like four or five kids still behind me and everyone kind of stopped and went how the hell did you do that like where did that come from i remember that feeling it gave me of you know i i can not just i can do this but that powerful feeling of wow like 
I did something and I felt really good about it. And I was like, I remember it was probably one of the first times I actually felt doing something athletic and feeling good about it. And like just getting that sense of achievement and that sense of, wow, I, I, I don't know where that came from, but it feels really, really good. It was, it was a strange feeling. I suppose from that point on, I, I kind of, it still took me a few years to, to really kind of push to, to get any sort of athletic um, kind of push going. Uh, a few things happened later in our, uh, in my teens and sort of early twenties. Uh, my wife uh, or fiance at the time, got to think back. I think she was fiance at the time. It's pretty bad. Terrible memory. Typical male. I can't remember when marriages and weddings and stuff were. Um, we'd been together for years. Um, I remember she used to work at a, a video store and um, was involved in a, a robbery at the time. Uh, unfortunately, she was she was not hurt. Thank God. Um, but I know she was, she was mentally very shaken up. She went and saw counseling and stuff. Uh, understandably after that, it was, it was a pretty big, pretty big deal for it. A pretty big event. As a result of that, we went, uh, and started learning martial arts. That was probably the first or probably the next time I, I really kind of started getting, uh, pretty serious into, to being fit and living a healthier lifestyle. Um, we ended up learning some Kung Fu, did it for, for several years. Absolutely loved it. Amazing. The feeling I got from it from not just being active, but that confidence and that empowerment I got from uh, knowing if something were to happen, God forbid, if I was out somewhere, I'd be able to protect myself. I'd be able to protect the people I loved. I'd be able to protect my friends and and, uh, my wife. And hell, she would have been able to protect herself at that point in time. She'd probably kick my butt. Um, But that feeling I got of that empowerment, and it wasn't just the the skills that I learned, but it was the strength and it was the, the fitness that I learned and the the um, the fitness that I gained from doing that that just made me feel really good, and I know at the time, uh, work and family and mentally, I just felt really good because I just everything kind of was flowing for me. Um, further from that, I, I've kind of since then I sort of pursued fitness as a, a pretty a pretty serious hobby, I suppose, lack of a better word. Uh, it was a passion of mine. I loved being healthy. I love just generally being fit and, and healthy and looking after my body and and pursuing different kind of um, fitness-related uh, or sport-related kind of activities. Um, I said we did the Kung Fu for, for several years. Uh, after that, I was doing a lot of just gym-type stuff, uh, just keeping fairly active. Nothing too serious, just keeping active and keeping healthy and, and looking after myself, which I really, really enjoyed, and I really enjoyed the feeling I got from it. Um, it was something that I I, uh, I kept going to the point that uh, going back uh, about seven or eight years now, um, I started doing obstacle course races, uh, Tough Mudders, Spartan races, Warrior Dashes. There's a whole range of different ones going on around the around the place. Um, Tough Mudders were my big one. Um, for those that don't know Tough Mudders, they're, they're basically a, an obstacle course uh, like you used to do at school camps and stuff like that. Uh, except these ones are designed by British SAS soldiers. They're about 20 to 25 Ks long, uh, and they've generally got 18, 20, 25 obstacles in it, things from climbing rope ladders to jumping over three-meter walls to um, going through electric fences to all sorts of ridiculous stuff. They're both physically and and mentally very, very taxing, but they're a whole bunch of fun. Big community around it. They're a massive worldwide thing. They're they're absolutely ginormous. Um, I started doing a lot of them. Uh, I've got a fair few of them under my belt. I've got trophies and hats and, and shirts and all sorts of stuff from them. Um, I absolutely loved them. 
absolutely loved them. They made me feel amazing, not just the, the training leading up to it, the sense of accomplishment doing it and helping other people along the way. Um, as I said, there's a very big community feel to the, the Tough Mudders, which is why I love doing them so much. Um, I'd, I'd get halfway through an obstacle, I'd stop and I'd help another 20 people go through the same thing with me. It's amazing. It's, it's, it's just a brilliant feeling. Get to the end of it, you get a beer at the end, everyone feels amazing, everyone has a big high five and it, it's insane. It's really, really good to do. Um, Facebook decided to throw me a, uh, <laughs> a, uh, a reminder this morning, one of the lovely little memories that it throws up and says, hey, this was you five years ago. And it was a photo of me in my last... Um, my last Tough Mudder that I did down in Melbourne, Australia. Um, it was bitterly, bitterly cold. I've never experienced cold like that in my entire life. Um, I think from memory, it was like four degrees with a wind chill of like minus 10. It was insane. There was people dropping with pneumonia, with pneumonia coming across the finish line. And I'm pretty sure by the end of it, I couldn't feel from sort of my hips down. Um, my fingers, I think, were starting to turn black. Like it was just nuts. It was crazy. First obstacle, straight into the mud, so you're wet. The wind, it was just horrible. Um, second obstacle was actually what was called an ice enema. Uh, so basically, imagine uh, a big shipping, a big shipping container uh, full of water, full of ice, kept it below negative six degrees Celsius. Uh, you've got to jump in, duck under an obstacle, so you completely submerge, come to the other side, and then run for another twenty k. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. Um, mix on the, the wind chill on top of that. And oh my God, it was cold. Um, but yeah, Facebook decided to throw this up at me this morning and I realized how much I missed that. Um, unfortunately, for numerous reasons, which I'll, I'll explain in a minute, I've had to stop doing them. Um, one of the main reasons I did do the Tough Mudders was because it gave me something to um, to keep myself fit, gave me a goal to, to, to kind of a progressive goal that I, I constantly had to keep fit for. One of the main reasons, I suppose, now that I'm married, I've got kids, one of the main reasons I, I am so passionate about my fitness is because I, I want to grow old to see my kids grow old. Um, I was where we've been blessed to have kids at a, a fairly young age compared to most people these days. Um, we had our, our first boy uh, when he was, or when we were 22, not when he was 22, that'd be a bit weird. Um, had our first boy when we were 22. Um, so by the time our boys got on, I mean, I'm 39 now, we had our, our last uh, our last son, uh, he's seven, almost eight now. Um, we had him when we were 31, 32. Um, by the time they grow old, we will still be around to see them grow old, see them have kids, see our grandkids. I want to be healthy enough to enjoy that. I want to be healthy enough to get in the park with my grandkids and, and go and play and, and have fun with them. Not to mention that, as I grow old, I want to look good. I don't want to be this... I mean, I'm 39 now and I look 39. Like I... Yeah, uh, my health is not where it should be at the moment, which I'll explain in a minute. Um, I, I don't want to grow old. I want to be one of those people that you see on the TV or see, you know, hey, look, so-and-so's hit his 100th birthday. And everyone looks at him and goes, holy crap, the guy doesn't look a day over 80. Like, I want to be that person. I want to be that person that that looks good, that I can get up, look in the mirror and be proud of what I look like. Not look in the mirror and go, dude, what have you done? Like, you've let yourself go. I want for myself to look good. I want for my kids, for me to look good and look like a role model for them. And I'm, in honesty, to be selfish, I want my wife to look at me and think, damn, I'm still married to that thing. I don't want to be that fat, overweight, sideline dad that just has to sit there and cheer because he's too unhealthy and too unfit to get out and follow his kids around and have fun with his kids. 
I coach a lot of my boys' sport and I love coaching my boys' sport and I love being active with them. I hate the thought of losing that. That would just absolutely kill me if I had to be one of those people that sat on the sideline. I, for many years through just conventional training, I've uh, gone on and done uh, my own personal training uh, certificate. So I'm a qualified personal trainer. I have been for several years now. Um, That came through a a career change from being an electrical engineer for... 11 and a half years, uh, almost 12 years, uh, situation came about that I was able to do the take the, the opportunity to, to follow my passion of health and fitness and, and teaching health pe- teaching other people health and fitness uh, and uh, being able to take that on as a career. So I've, I've been doing that for several years now. Um, I've always been taught both through my personal thing and through my, my education, becoming a personal trainer, the conventional ways of uh, maintaining health. Everyone knows them, pretty much the basics. Keep active. You know, if you want massive results, you've got to train a massive amount. If you want to stay healthy, just stay active. To lose weight, you've got to, you know, cut out all the fun foods. You've got to cut out the carbs. You've got to cut out the sugar. You've got to eat lots of salads. You've got to, you know, count all your calories and that sort of kind of stuff. I was taught that for many, many years. The problem with that that I found both personally and I found with my clients as well that I was dealing with, but in my personal life, I've got three kids that play lots of sport. I've got to work full time. I've got, you know, all these things that a lot of the conventional methods of me, you know, you think of a stereotypical personal trainer, they're going to be this big muscular, um, you know, well-defined, low body fat, healthy gym junkie type thing. I did not have time to do that and see my kids and run a business and train my clients and do everything else I needed to do. I just don't have the time for that. It was getting harder and harder and harder for me to do it. On top of that, I was starting to get a bunch of injuries coming in or coming back from doing that ridiculous amount of training. I was getting a lot of fatigue and a lot of issues and a lot of uh, problems that um, that fled up from you know, restrictive diets. And one of, one of the biggest things I found, especially as a dad, It'd mean I'd cook one meal for myself or I'd prepare one meal for myself. Then I'd have to prepare another one for my kids and one for my wife rather than just eating the same stuff or eating a variation thereof. And it was just getting way too hard to stick to. Um, I found, sorry, switching hands because my hand's going numb. Holding up a camera is really not a bad idea. I should get a tripod. Um, I found sticking to to what would be considered the conventional ways of losing of of maintaining weight and and keeping yourself healthy just were way too restrictive for someone to follow long term yes i was getting amazing results out of clients short term when they could stick to it for four weeks six weeks eight weeks even up to 12 weeks sometimes depending on you know how uh, how much willpower they've got but for most people sticking to the the restrictiveness of some of the diets unless you're a professional competitive bodybuilder or you're, you know, an elite at an elite athlete that's trying to get to the Olympics or something like that. It's just not practical to stick to what would be considered the the normal conventional way of, of maintaining your weight and staying fit and healthy. It just wasn't working. I came across um, I came across a, a, a TED talk one day talking about weight loss. I, I love TED talks. If you don't watch TED talks, go and watch TED talks. Best 15 to 20 minutes of your life you'll ever spend. Amazing. Some of the stuff you learn on there is incredible from some of the most genius people in the world. Um, I came across a TED Talk one day that was talking about uh, ketosis, 
ketogenetic diets, ketones. You've probably heard of some of these keywords. It's being thrown around a lot in uh, in the diet circles and stuff like these days. Um, like most people, I kind of heard it and went, yeah, keto. Yeah, everyone's talking about keto, whatever. It's just another fad. But I, I listened to this TED Talk anyway because it was from someone that I, a nutritionist uh, that I'd heard of before and, and respected quite well. Um, so I thought, you know, this guys he's been around for years. He's obviously got some sort of knowledge. I'll, I'll be interested to see his take on it. So I watched his, um, watched his TED Talk. And the way uh, he actually explained it without all the, the, the propaganda and without all the, the media and the hype around it, he actually explained it properly scientifically and actually laid out exactly how it works, why it works, and, and the ins and outs of it. And it made me realize that a lot of the stuff that I'd heard previously was a lot of garbage. Um, it was a lot of um, uh, media hype and a lot of um, – one thing you find in, in the health and fitness circles, if someone comes out with something new that bucks the trend of what's the convention that 90% of all the big businesses and gyms and supplement suppliers are doing, if someone comes out with something that's going to buck that trend – suddenly it's the worst thing in the world and it's wrong and it's going to kill you and it's going to make you grow six extra arms and four extra eyeballs and God knows what else because they know it's going to kill them in terms of their own profit margins if people realize, hey, I don't have to do what I've been taught for 10 years and do ABC. I can actually do this XYZ. It's going to cost me half the price. It's going to take me half the time. It's going to be whatever. People don't like losing money, so they come up with every single slant they can to, to badmouth it. Um. When I I found, I thought, you know what, I'm actually going to give this a go. Um, I thought I'd, I'd, like most of the stuff or like everything I, I give to my clients, I don't give uh, information out to my clients or to my students. I don't uh, teach anything that I haven't done on myself first. I don't teach anything that I haven't been able to say, hey, look, this is what I've done. This is how I found it worked. This is what I found worked. This is what I found didn't. I like to, to experiment myself, make myself basically a human guinea pig and, and find out what works before I teach it. Uh, I can read a thousand textbooks, which unfortunately a lot of online trainers and stuff do. I can read a thousand textbooks and go and preach to you what's in these textbooks. But unless I've done it myself, I don't really understand it. Um, there are a few trainers out there um, that uh, have themselves been through amazing weight loss journeys and transformations and they know what works. They know what worked for them and they know uh, what will work for other people because they've been there, they've done it, they know the ins and outs. And I, even though I've never had a, a massive weight struggle, I my weight still fluctuates, my health still fluctuates, my muscles, my strength, everything still fluctuates for me. But I use my own experiments to kind of figure out what works. Um, what I've done now, I'm now, well, I'm 39 this year, I'm turning 40 next year, I've just turned 39, so I've got a while yet. Um, I'm at the point now that I need to find a point that is stable and something manageable for me to manage for the rest of my life. I can't keep fluctuating up and down because it gets harder and harder every every year, every day. It gets harder and harder for me to fluctuate like that and to put on weight, lose weight, put on muscle, lose muscle, whatever it happens to be. I need to find something that's going to help me maintain a body that I'm happy with, a look that I'm happy with, and a health that I'm happy with and that's going to see me out for, for many, many years to come. So that was, that was kind of the plan that I had in place. I'll start experimenting. I'll see what works. I gave uh, keto a go and I actually found that um, I had a, a more, um, uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Uh, a more stable weight loss than I'd had on any other diet. I found that I had that weight loss without a lot of the issues that I'd had on other diets. 
primarily feeling hungry. There's so many diets out there for weight loss that are so restrictive. I spent the entire time feeling hungry and I can see why people that are that are still trying to back, break bad habits have the whole um, uh, the whole up and down, the whole loopy diets because they struggle with the, the hunger pains and they struggle with the snacking and stuff like that. They end up falling off the wagon, having a snack, everything goes out the window, they throw it out, they start again in six months' time or they study on the next New Year's resolution and they go up and down and up and down and up and down. That's what I found with a lot of the, the main ones. I didn't get that on keto. Um, I also found I had a lot more energy. I also found I had a lot more mental clarity. It just, the way ketosis works and the way uh, the ketogenetic eating works, um, it gives you a lot more energy. It gives you a lot more um, uh, long sustainable energy. Um, a lot of your diets will give you, uh, they, they take your energy away. Ketosis actually doesn't, or, or it actually increases the, the levels of your ketones. Ketones, you can think of ketones in your body as like, um, I've heard someone describe them as little motivational speakers. I like to think of them uh, as little fireworks going off. Imagine setting off uh, a whole bunch of little fireworks in your body all at the same time, all day, every day, 24 hours a day. It's like this constant spark of energy in your brain and in your body that you just feel you feel lit up, like you just feel alive and you feel awake. It's a, it's an incredible feeling. I found the meals and the foods and the things that I can eat on it are a lot less restrictive. I now cook one meal. That's it. One meal for me, one meal for all the boys, one meal for my wife. Everyone eats the same thing. The only difference is the size that I put with it. I eat exactly the same main meals that they do. The only difference is they might have some more carbs. They might have some more, you know, a different side or something that... I just have more of them in my meal, but we eat the same foods. It's so much easier to do, so much easier to maintain, and so much easier to um, uh, to follow along uh, as a family, as a workman. And the meals are so quick. Most of them are like three, four ingredients, throw them in one pan, stick them in the oven, you're done. Like it's ridiculous how quick and how easy it is. So I, I started doing that uh, oh, two years ago now. I had a really big experiment. I did it for about six months saw incredible results, was the easiest thing I've ever followed in my life. It was like getting up out of bed in the morning. I think it was easier following keto than it was getting out of bed some mornings, especially on the cold mornings in winter. They kind of suck. Um, but it was the, it was seriously the easiest thing I've ever done. Biggest problem I had, um, for those that don't know, I've, I've currently got a hernia that I have to get fixed, um, which is one of the reasons, as I kind of mentioned before, uh, my health has, has kind of gone downhill a little bit recently. Uh, and I hate it. I really, really hate it. Um, I've uh, back from my my old tough mudder days. I've stretched fractures in my uh, in my shins, which are healed up now. But they led to a few issues in my knees and my hips that typical male I've kind of just pushed aside and haven't fixed up. Um, I've got a hernia that has stopped me training for ooh, close to a year now. Um, I've had it for about four years. Uh, probably should have got it fixed about four years ago. Pushed through it, trained through it anyway. Uh, set deadlift, personal records, lifting 200 kilos and, and stupid things like that, which I really shouldn't have done, but I did anyway because I'm an idiot um, and was just trying to ignore it. Um, unfortunately, they've now flared up to the point that I can't train at all. Um, I've basically lost all my strength. My body is nowhere near where it should be and nowhere near where I'm happy for it to be. I look in the mirror now and kind of just look from the neck up and ignore everything down. Um, definitely not the body you'd expect for a PT. Um, 
so I've I've basically gone back to where I was years and years ago. I'm uh, extremely unhappy with where I'm at in terms of my health. Um, thankfully, my hernia is getting fixed. I'm in the process of getting that fixed. So you'll see me in a lovely hospital gown soon. Not sure when. Stay tuned. Um, as I'm getting that fixed, and I'm I'm using that as a kickoff to pretty much for this entire uh, keto warrior journey. Um, I'm hoping you guys will follow along with it. Um, what I'm planning on doing, I will be tracking everything. So this is the first of many uh, videos you're going to see. I know this one's creeping up to sort of 25 odd minutes now. Uh, I am going to try and keep them around sort of the 15 minute mark at the, the most. Uh, maybe stretch out to 20, but going to keep them around the 15 minute mark. I'll make them a little bit easier for you to watch. But this has got a lot of info and it's very important for you to understand kind of where I'm coming from. So you understand where I'm going as well. Um, I, I'm a strong believer in understanding um, someone's origin and, and knowing where that journey is going to take them. I, I hope it gives you guys a, a bit more of an insight into where I'm going. Um, but I've started this, uh, my, my keto warrior life uh, as my portal to just share my, my journey uh, on the way. What I'm hoping, uh, or not what I'm hoping, but what my, my goals are, uh, as I'm wanting to, uh, after this hernia surgery, um, and when I can get back into my training properly, uh, and even before that, I'm going to start back on the nutrition, just the training's going to have to hold off for a little bit. Um, I'm going to get my body back under 12% body fat, which for those that don't know, 12% body fat's about where you find most, um, the starting point for most elite athletes. Um, not saying I'm an elite athlete, not saying I'm getting up to there in terms of performance, but body fat wise is something you can control mostly through your nutrition, um, muscle definition, performance, strength, that all comes from your training. Um, but I can get myself under 12% just on diet alone and just on nutrition alone. Ideally, I want to get down to about a 10%. That would be really, really cool, but I want to be able to maintain under 12%. And that's going to get me to, to where you'd expect what you'd, what you'd see for most uh, most elite athletes. Think of the the body physique you'd see for um, for most of those guys. You know, your swimmers and stuff. Your swimmers and your athletic stars are going to be a little bit lower, just because they've got to be a little bit lighter. But you think of where, um, if you've ever seen a CrossFit athlete or something like that, um, they're going to be around the twelve percent for most of your male athletes. Um, that's where I'm aiming to get to, and I'm going to get there and maintain that. The 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 plan that I'm going to be following and the uh, the lifestyle I'm going to be following is going to let me not just get to that 12%, but maintain it and easily maintain it. Using conventional means and conventional uh, meals and food, it would be a heck of a lot harder than than what it's going to be on this Keto Warrior journey. Um, the reason I've picked Keto Warrior, obviously I'm basing it on Keto, but the body that I'm going for is I, I am big on empowerment, both mentally and physically. I went through depression for years, which I'll, I'll explain in a, a further episode because we're getting close to a half an hour now. Um, I'm a, a big fan of being a warrior for yourself, for yourself, for your family, for your life. Getting the body of a warrior, not just, A, looks really good, feels really good. It helps so many things in your body work right, right down to your hormones and mentally making everything just work and and flow beautifully. I know by getting myself down to that 12% body fat and having a body of a warrior, how much of an impact and how much of a flow and impact that's going to have not just on my body physically going forward into the future till I'm 80, 90, 100, whatever I can get to, but also mentally, how much better I'm going to feel mentally. And also 
the flow and effect that's going to have into my business and into the rest of the aspects of my life. As part of this journey, I plan on completely transforming everything in my life that I can, both my my physical, my business and my wealth and my relationship with my family, with my kids, with my friends, with everyone else around me, and hopefully with you guys as well. Uh, I'm really hoping you guys follow along on this journey. I'm really excited to, to have you along on it. Um, I'm going to be putting this out in as many avenues as I can. So keep an eye out. I'm, I'm going to be trying to... Um, I'm going to be uh, sharing this across as many platforms as I can to, to try and uh, get the message out to as many people as I can. Um, here, Instagram, Facebook, blogs. Uh, I've got a, a podcast now that I'm going to be taking the audio out of these from and, and putting on the podcast. Um, but I'm I'm really excited to, to have you guys along on the journey. I'm hoping you you give me some feedback. I'd love to to hear things that um, to, to share your journeys on here as well. If there's things that you're struggling with, I'd love to help you out. That's what I'm here for. I'm a, I'm a coach after all. Uh, I get a, a an amazing sense of achievement from helping people. So I'm more than happy to help you guys. And I'd love to have a chat to you about your own journeys and even get you on and, and discuss your own journeys and questions with you as we go along this journey. And I hope you, you have fun joining me on this trip. And uh, let's crash it, guys. Let's get that Keto Warrior life going. Talk to you soon.